Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Hey, everybody. Inflation Nation. That's where we're living. Everything you see is going erp, 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 erp. Biden's out there doing everything he possibly can to say, we're here. We're going to make this better. But how? You just passed the inflation reduction thing. and It's not working. It's not working. Maybe we should get some of those bands, right? Remember the Live Strong band? Maybe we put one of those on to fight inflation. Maybe, maybe that'll help. <laughs> I think you're being really mean right now. Yeah, it's it's not working. It's not. It's not. I don't I don't know what else you say at this point. Just buckle in for the ride. It's going to get uglier before it gets better. It will get better. Don't get me wrong. It is going to get better. But uh, hi is where everything's at. And you're feeling it. I'm feeling it. You can't go anywhere. I'm, I'm tomorrow. We do our shopping. So we do shopping every two to three weeks. I don't know what we're going to spend on groceries. Cause we try to get, you know, cause the kids got school and you know, I've got to work and I don't eat out anymore, but that's mostly cause I'm trying to eat healthier. Uh, but I, you know, I mean, it's, we're doing everything we can to cut costs because uh, I'm a little bit of a, you know, it's like to me, I I don't require a lot. I'll just let you guys know. My outfit today is uh, spectacular. I've got jean shorts on, tennis shoes, and a shirt that I couldn't tell you where I got it from. So I'm not one of these guys that spends a ton of money on stuff. I, that's not My lizards have kind of been my thing. But food, you know, feeding the family, that's important. My last trip, like $100 you could take out of it for you know, just like goofy stuff. We bought some stuff for Halloween and things, but it was almost a thousand dollars. So $900 when two years ago, it would have been right around five or six. You feel that I was working out the math yesterday. Cause I was like, God, I, I feel, I feel like I'm filling up my gas tank because I do have a long drive in almost every day or every other day. And I'm like, I'm going to spend eight or 10 grand this year just on gas. It's nuts. It's hard. If you are the party that is in power, who just had a party to celebrate your Inflation Reduction Act, to look around and go, I don't think it's reducing anything. Concerning new data this morning as the U.S. looks to combat rising inflation. Consumer prices rising 0.4% in September, 8.2% year over year. Now, that's higher than many experts had predicted. These are figures that every American feels every time they go to the grocery store or to the gas station. Why does it remain so stubbornly high? That is the big question. The Fed has been raising interest rates now for months, and these numbers are still near 40-year highs. Yeah, and they're going to raise them again. And they're going to raise them again, and they're going to raise them again. And think about this. Like, one of the things to talk about is just the insanity of you don't realize what little movement of rates can do for all kinds of things. I want you to listen to this about the difference between rent a year ago and rent now on average nationwide. Rents are also a big factor here. You look at a one-bedroom apartment, the average right now 
$1,200 a year ago. That is now up about $500 to more than $1,700 a month. And that's at the same time that mortgage rates are near 20-year highs. That means buying a house is hard to do, out of reach for a lot of Americans. Yeah. The housing slump is starting, which is kind of what the, 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 the rate hikes are all about. Because when housing is booming, people are buying new homes. People are building new homes. When they move into those homes, they want new stuff, not old stuff. New fridge. They want to do new things in the house. That's one of the big things. A year ago, if you were to buy a house, medium-priced American home, go out there, $1,500 would be your mortgage. today, that will be going up. You couple that in with all of the other things that are going on, it's a struggle. And if you are a Democrat, how do you, when posed with these things, think that you're going to say, well, we passed the the Inflation Reduction Act. No, you passed an act that many economists, left and right, will say will have very little, if any, inflation reducing things that happen you passed a bill about green stuff and you tied in inflation to it because you thought it would sound good but let me tell you something when you're going shopping when you're doing something all you have to do is every one of those prices right there eggs are how much inflation once again republicans stay in the lane you win the game. In every aisle, you see it in dairy products and coffee up almost 16%. Chicken up more than 17%. A carton of eggs today runs about 290, almost 30% higher than where it was a year ago. Yeah. And then we're heading into a cooler time. And those prices, because of energy markets and where things are going, people are going to see stuff. That is going to shock them this year. This right here is it's not just Europe that's going to have a, a energy shock. Prices are going to rise. The U.S. government announcing that ahead of winter, the average cost to heat homes for American families could rise up to 28 percent. And that's just for an average winter. If it's just 10 percent colder this winter, the rise in cost could reach over 50 percent per family. Now, if you're a Republican, did you just hear all of the things? So tonight, right? You got uh, you got a uh, uh, Heisman Trophy winner and football great Herschel Walker versus Ralph Warnock. Ralph Warnock's very slick, right? You know, uh, but Herschel Walker you come out and you hit with the basics. And you're going to get hit with some abortion stuff and be clear, concise, leave it once and go and move on. And let's say, let's talk about the economy. Let's talk about the things that matter. Let's talk about the fact that you're talking about rising prices in everything. We're having to choke off the economy because it was so hot because we gave out money. Morgan Stanley's got a great report out saying that $1.9 trillion last year that they handed out in March of 21 has the potential of being beyond devastating as far as inflation goes. Like, insane. You've got the things in front of you that matter. Now, can you actually stick to it and do it? I don't know, but it's right there. And I'm feeling it every day. You're feeling it every day. I hear from so many people who are pissed, who are angry. 
who are frustrated from two years of sitting around and here's a bunch of money to do nothing to broken supply chains, which caused some of this. This isn't all just because we handed out, we handed out money and people spent it on things that weren't going to be here and put a tough, tough pressure on stuff that was here and it exploded. But $31 trillion in debt that's about to rise and we raise rates again, it's nuts. You have a chance to do some things. Will you do those things? If you're smart, it's right in front of you. Immigration. Nancy Pelosi's out there going, we've got to do something about immigration. Crime. Soaring. Look around. Do you feel it? And desperation. So you've got Biden was in L.A. yesterday. Hot on the heels of the insanity of what took place at the L.A. City Council. We'll touch on that a little bit. But he's going to be in Portland today and tomorrow because Oregon is frustrated. They're upset. It is a staunch blue state that has a lady by the name of Betsy Johnson. It was Democrat, Republican. She's about ready. She might pull off a big upset here because people are over it. They're over the social justice wokeness. They're over the, the, the higher prices of stuff. They want energy independence. They want to be free from some of this insanity. And think about this. All this that we're talking about right now has zero to do with what's coming because of OPEC. And there's something there, too, as Marco Rubio talks about it. They're cutting back. But was there a quid pro quo? Hmm? First of all, they already played politics with oil. So the, obviously he runs for president. He threatens he's going to put everybody out of business. So, of course, the refining capacity, the production capacity, almost a billion barrels of oil less today than we were when Donald Trump was president. Then we get into this situation now where Saudis and others are acting in their best interest. They want to set oil prices at a way that is good for them. But the other is they're doing it to punish America and Joe Biden. And we shouldn't be in this position. We are an oil producing country if we want to be. Yes. And by the way, reports are that he went to them and said, is there any way that you could postpone your scaling back until after the midterms? Well, this feels like a quid pro quo. What? Yeah, that's again, we're in a lot of this mess because it's 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 self-made. And it is amazing that like, you know, and with you know, the way that we are, we're trying to go green technology, trying to do all of these things that we will hurt ourselves in thinking that everybody else is going to think we're doing such a good job. And it's so ridiculous. It is. We're a billion barrels less than we were with Trump's office. You can hate Trump all you want. But. Let me ask you this. Would you rather have $2 gas, $2.50 gas, California, $4.5 gas, or you're fine with $7 gas, $5 gas, the rising cost of everything? You have a way, Republicans, and you have 25 days to get there, and the momentum feels to be on your side. Can you see it through? 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Inflation up. Lear Capital is here to help. Investing in metals like 
the things that we would call precious metals, gold, silver, precious coins, things of that nature. Now's your opportunity to learn about those things, to find out how you can take a small portion of what it is that you have and diversify. L-E-A-R-C-H-A-D. Lear Chad. Go there right now. They're going to send you out an investor kit. They're going to give you a silver half-dollar Kennedy coin. Absolutely free. It's not going to cost you anything. And on top of that, you're going to get an investor kit, and you can sit down and talk to them about how you can educate yourself and what they do that is so much different than everybody else. Because it is. 25 years experience. Trust Pilot rating through the roof. They're great. Check them out today. L-E-A-R-C-H-A-D. Lear Chad. Is where you go, Lear Chad, three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three. It's the Chad Benson Show. You stink like fear and white male privilege to me. I do often out myself verbally as a gender. My pronouns are they them, and I'm proud to be a gender. Are you stupid? Robin! What? Are you kidding me? Not a great way to use your white privilege. Some people get it. Some people don't. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. The nonprofit organization that administers the college readiness exam says the national average ACT composite score for the high school class of 2022 was 19.8, the lowest average score in more than three decades in newly released data. It's the fifth year of declines, a shift that started prior to the pandemic. ACT CEO Janet Godwin says the trend is alarming as more high school seniors are graduating without meeting critical college readiness benchmarks. It marks the first time since 1991 that the average ACT composite score was below 20. So, wait, you keep kids home for two years and in already declining scores that were holding steady at best, like, well, we didn't go down, then you keep them home for two years, and a vast majority of them don't have the infrastructure to keep up with online and then when things go down, like, we just don't know what it's about. No, we know exactly what it's about. You guys and you unions out there, you screwed the pooch because you wanted to use the pandemic as a way to show your strength, to force your hand. And now you're trying to rewrite history, but you can't because you did something you couldn't and shouldn't have done, period, which was you screwed with people's kids. Let me tell you as a parent, you know what you don't do? Screw with my kid. That's what you don't do. You hurt my kid. And you use the pandemic as a way to do that. And and guess what? It's not being forgotten. And I said this from day one. You can go back and listen to the tape. This is my Mark Levin. You guys have no idea that this is going to cost you. You have no idea. Put some stuff on the ballot today. Find out how that rolls. Right? Your teachers unions, roll some stuff out there on the ballot in some places. Find out how that goes. Yeah, you think it's going to go the way you think? No. By the way, go look at the enrollment for public schools. It's down. People are like, screw it. I'll either teach you at home or we're going to put you in charter schools. Oh, yeah. That's where it's going and choice 
and parents are pissed. And it really started to show with Glenn Youngkin, and we're going to talk about him in a minute and, and this insanity of of this this you know queer theory woke trans you know ideology lunacy that's going on 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 schools and what one place is trying to do that is should terrify all parents but you saw what you know the democrats came out and they made their bed right they came out they made their bed and they got in the faces of virginia parents and basically said now 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 we get to decide what goes on both here and we're going to push for what goes on with your kid even at home and parents said oh no no again few things in life you don't do you know what you don't do when you screw with people's money they don't like that that's not a good thing and when you screw with their kids and trust me you unions out there you guys know Randy Weingard, you guys can spin it all you want. Well, it was somebody else. It was did a bit of, eh. We knew a long time ago, early into this, kids didn't really transmit it, and they didn't get it really bad. But you used it, and now you're paying the price. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Yeah, Virginia. Nuts, to say the least. How do we get here, kids? Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. I wouldn't be surprised. The question that I answered that Mr. Producer Anthony just asked said, hey, you think, you know, he's got his car. He goes, because uh, we're talking about used cars and the ridiculous cost of used cars. And and he's like, you know, my car, he goes, you think it's possible that within 10 years that I could get in trouble because if I keep my car long enough and it goes for as long as it can, that they may come to me and say, you better get an EV or else. And I say, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised that some states will gas only and other states will be like, nope, got to be electric here. And you're like, okay. So how's that work? (laughs) Just out of curiosity. Because your grids don't work. That's the hilarity of the climate change things. All of the stuff you want to usher in or all of the things, though, that you don't want to do, which is build newer, bigger plants, better way to deliver electricity, infrastructure that is going to cause detriment to the environment. How do we do it? Speaking of detriment to the environment, uh, a couple a-holes in London, uh, well, they did something on purpose to $72 million? Two cans of tomato soup open, then... The contents hitting Vincent van Gogh's iconic and hugely expensive sunflowers painting from 1888. 
Immediately, onlookers put out the call. Security! Activists. By the way, I love that. Security! The desperation. Security! Activists, two young women from the Just Stop Oil organization, then proceeded to glue their hands to the wall below the painting. Both have been arrested for criminal damage and trespassing. While the frame appears to have minor damage, the painting should be fine as it was protected by a sheet of glass. Yeah, but here's the thing. What the F are you doing? We're proving a point. What point are you proving? You're not getting... you. you the people in your choir would be like, yes! That's right! Stop oil! The rest of the world, you just piss off. And then you glue yourself to crap. Stop that gluing yourself to crap. You know how you stop that? You cut one of their arms off. And as Phil said, then you go, go tell your friends. That is just wrong. <laughs> Let this be a warning to you all. Do not touch that ghost. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's crazy. They wanted to. That's the other thing, too. I, the sad thing is, is we're going to have to get to a point now where we're only going to see pictures of great art where you can't go. I've been to the Louvre. It's amazing. I was always surprised, even as a child. Man, you could just walk up some of the world's most incredible paintings. Like, walk right there. But did this fix this, right? And by the way, if you're that pissed, go to Saudi Arabia and throw something on something over there. Find out how that goes. Did this fix climate change? It did not. Did it start a conversation? It did not. It just pisses people off. Because that's what you do. Because that's the woke, wacky world we live in. Case in point, wackiness of wackiness. I take you out to Virginia. Virginia delegate is introducing a new bill centered around parents and how they handle their child's gender identity. Thousands of students in Virginia have walked out of class protesting Governor Glenn Youngkin's newly proposed model policies on the treatment of transgender students at school. Trans rights are human rights. And Governor Youngkin argues schools shouldn't keep parents in the dark about their child's sexual orientation and gender identity. These same progressives in Fairfax County actually believe that they should lock parents out of their children's lives. Yeah, that's true. Go back to Woodrow Wilson. That was kind of the big thing about public schools, right? Like essentially separating parents from children. It's, it's a long thing, but it, that's, that's it. And there's no difference, especially in places where they've got powerful unions. That's a big thing. It is an indoctrination zone. It is. And by the way, I will say this. If I'm a 17-year-old kid, I don't care what you're protesting. If I feel I could walk out of campus, I'm probably doing it. <laughs> Heck yeah, whatever. I don't care. Here we go. I'm going home. Aren't you going to stay and protest? I am. I'm doing quietly from my house doing something that's not this. I'm going to Del Taco because when I'm angry, like I am angry now, I need fries. Now, it's woke craziness and all that stuff but here's where it gets scurry kids here's where it gets scurry and it kind of goes along what we were talking about earlier was one day could you be in trouble for driving a gas vehicle yeah probably well think about what this lady wants to do she is a uh, delegate elizabeth guzman she wants to do something and reintroduce something in 
to be voted on that uh, should terrify you. It should. Democratic Virginia delegate Elizabeth Guzman is a social worker, and she's planning on reintroducing the. In other words, social worker is a a, a, a woe worker, which is your super woke. Okay, and it's always everybody else's fault, and it's just. <sighs> Oh, God. And she's planning on reintroducing a bill in Richmond that she says would help protect LGBTQ children from their parents and guardians who may not be affirming of their child's sexual orientation and gender identity. This is how we're going to push back. Her bill would expand the state's definition of child abuse and neglect to include parents who do not affirm their child's gender identity or sexual orientation. What? What? Are you effing me? So if I don't affirm my child's sexual identity and or gender, I could be in trouble. What what kind of trouble? There's an investigation also in place that is not only, you know, from a social worker, but there's also a police investigation before we make the decision that there's going to be a CPS charge. What could the penalties be that a parent is not affirming of their LGBTQ child? What could the consequences be? You know, it could be a felony, it could be a misdemeanor, but we know that a CPS charge could harm, you know, your employment, could harm your education. Are you blanking kidding me? So because my child is confused about something, Maybe has issues with a lot of other things, depression, things of that nature. That they're going through stuff and then they decide with their 20 other friends that they all want to be a different sex. And this is the this is the pathway to fixing said problems. That. I think, no, I don't think you're mature enough to make a decision like that, that it's going to absolutely be something that could potentially damage you for life at this age. I think you need to take a deep breath and look that that complaint will get an investigation and a potential charge against me. F you. Big time. That's insane. Do you realize the damage we're doing to these kids by allowing them to make knee-jerk reactions, then cheering them on as they're all looking for something. I'm not saying there are kids out there and people out there that believe they're one thing, that they're this gender or that gender, and there's a real belief in it. That don't have issues that, that yes, you know what, if they, if they transitioned, they're not going to be unhappy with that transition. Do you see how many kids are trying to transition back now? What have we talked with Abigail Schreier, right? We've talked about, you know, I mean, she has talked about it at nauseum. You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Right. Because these doctors are stuck in the middle. If you don't start handing out all of these things and affirming right now. You're going to be in trouble. But they also know the future looks like this. They're all going to come back to me and said, you should never have let me do this. That's terrifying. 
And the school wants to get involved and go behind your back. And when people say you're over, it's not an overreaction. This is seeping into everything right now. It is. And it is, it should piss all of you off. There's a woman who rightly so got arrested the other day. Why? She let her 10-year-old get a tattoo. It was his last name on his arm. But if she wanted that 10-year-old, said, I want to have my willy chopped off, if you will. My twigs and berries are gone. And, 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 I, and I want to wear a dress, and I want you to call me Linda instead of Larry. And I want you to affirm this or all of these things. And I want this thing to do, I want all of these things to happen. Or else, she would have been cheered. She would have been supported. She would have been all of the things. Oh, right? Now, in five years or seven years, Linda says, it was a mistake. I should never have done this. That damage is done. As we find out more and more, there is no flick the switch and make it go back. In seven years, if he wants to have his tattoo covered up or taken off, he can. Damage won't be done. It's nuts. It is. It's just crazy. It absolutely is. And I see it firsthand a lot. The pressure put on. A lot of these kids who are struggling to find identities because they're in a world where they spent a few years stuck at home. Uh, They're all over the place and struggling and things that they normally would do. You know, bulimia, it sounds eating disorders and cutting. That stuff's gone now. Now it's this will fix me or that this takes the pain away. We have a mental health crisis and we won't look at stuff. In a real way, because it's all about feelings. And for some people, it's about activism and pushing things rather than actually having conversations about stuff. Go look at transgender in the 70s and 80s. The people that transition had to go through years of therapy before they'd ever get to any point where they're taking medicine and, 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 and going under the knife. But now it's like, well, of course. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from you. Why are we terrified of horror movies, but yet at the same time we love them? We're going to talk about that. Plus, I'll give you some NFL picks as well. Lost last night. The Commanders, worst name in the NFL, won. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash chat. Get a free bag of Rough Greens right now from my good buddy, Dr. Dennis Black. He's going to send you out a uh, bag of it. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-3, 6, 9, all the things that you think, hey, that sounds like good stuff to give me, let alone my dog. It's all there. And, man, people love rough grades. I'm serious. I've been doing this over and over again. I go and I look at results. My bulldog loves this. Her coats become softer, shiner, energy level is increased. It's a healthy addition to her diet. Absolutely. One lady writes in, rough greens is amazing. My Westie developed an allergy. Her fur was falling out. Her skin was itchy. She had bad breath. Boom. Better. Tried this for my elderly dog because I wanted to see if it would help him with his energy, and it has. Now is your chance to try it for free. Get a 
Get a bag for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. Sprinkle it on top of your dog's food. Don't change anything else. Watch what happens. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. I usually don't get into politics. As an ordinary suburban housewife, I feel a little disrespected. I teach my children not to name cars. You are a Oh, man. Um, guys, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? Chad Benson. It's time for Halloween to end. Come and get me, mother. Halloween Ends is the third film in the recent trilogy, and supposedly the last starring Jamie Lee Curtis, and it should have no problem topping the box office this weekend, the only movie opening wide across the country. It's also streaming on Peacock. Everybody knows Romeo Montague. Rosalind is streaming as well. The story of Romeo's first love, that's on Hulu. And Charlie Hunnam's gritty new series, Shantaram, is streaming on Apple TV+. I know what I did, what I need to pay for. Yeah. Uh, Halloween's going to clean up this weekend. Uh, $55 million? I I'm thinking it's getting closer to 63 That's me. That's where I'm going this weekend. I think closer to $63 million is where I think this thing is going. $63 million. Uh, Halloween time. We like scary movies. Scary movies are awesome. Hollywood loves scary movies. When you talk to people in Hollywood, and I grew up in Hollywood. I grew up in Los Angeles. Um, many of my friends are still in the industry, big time in the industry. And they'll always say the hardest thing to do is to make people laugh in a real way, a, a large group of people. Drama's the easiest thing, right? That's easy. But scaring people is the hardest, but it's what is the most profitable. But we love it, and there's a psychology to it. What? Yeah. A lot of you kids, a psychology to fear. For the past 44 years, Halloween has belonged to Michael Myers. I killed him. You can't kill the boogeyman. 12 films and four decades later, he's back for Halloween Ends. Tonight. There's science behind scary movies, too. One theory as to why we love horror, we activate psychological detachment by reminding ourselves that they are just actors. And the more popular but slightly more unnerving idea is known as the beast within theory. Could we have more in common with Mike Myers than we're comfortable admitting? Yeah. I mean, it's one of the reasons we're always like when there's a, a mass shooting, right? We want to know why was there political, this, that, and the other. And one of the things is we don't know. Could all of us think, could we ever twist off? Look at the number two all-time most successful show now on Netflix, which is the Dahmer series. People want to know, could I? It's There is something about that. But the fear factor is real. We enjoy the experience of the, you know, the endorphins and the emotions and the adrenaline all rushing. And the other thing about, too, especially in theaters, is you share something. It's a group um, activity that is very unique to horror. You know, talk to the screen and you get to say, don't go in there. And the person goes in there. Yeah, because you know what's in there. Oh, you do. You know it. Oh, yes, you do. And that's why you should never go in. Two of the greatest icons of horror movie fame, Jamie Lee Curtis and Mike Myers, the the mask. And it just persists. And you're also got an entire generation that grew up with this. Yeah. And other generations that love it as well. 
newer generations. So we love it. We enjoy it. And we'll continue to do so. And the reason is simple, money. This movie, by the way, cost $20 million to make, probably $40 million total. They'll make their money back, plus probably another 10 to 15 this weekend alone. It'll do another close to $150, 200000000 million. And Smile, that's out right now, total was $15 million for the movie and promotion. It's past $100 million. And here's something. Paranormal Activity. All of the movies cost $28 million to make and market. It's made almost a billion bucks. We like to be scared. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Christ, life is going up. up, 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 up. Price is moving higher. That's not good. You know that, and I know that. We are less than a month away. It's the home stretch. Some states are already voting, other states are going to be voting sooner rather than later. And then, of course, uh, some people are still going to go do it the old-fashioned way. Kids are going to show up at the poll and say, I'm going to vote. I think you made fun of older people. I didn't. I'm kidding. But there's no doubt that prices are rising. Inflation sucks. It hits us in the pocketbook, and we do not like it. And if you're a Democrat, you're trying to go, but we just passed the Inflation Reduction Act. It's going to take time. Here's the issue with stuff like that. Some stuff's beyond, you know, Biden's control. Like, I don't blame him solely for oil prices going through the roof, but he's played a real big part in it. Can't force oil companies to drill when prices were low and everybody's like, well, would you, you know, but understand, we didn't need oil for in a lot of places for a long time because people weren't driving because they were told you have to stay home. Guess what happens? You have to stay home. You don't drive your car much. No reason to fill. Do you remember like 16 months ago when you're like, if you were home a lot, because you had nowhere to go, do you like, I used to fill up my car twice a week. I don't fill it up now once a month. That was one thing. But then when he came in, he's like, we're going to destroy you guys. Put you guys out of business. Da, 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 da. Now oil is a political weapon, which it's always been. But we've decided to allow somebody else to control said weapon and to use it in such a way that it is going to hurt an economy, ours, which is already feeling the pinch of everything. So inflation is up, but soak this up. These last numbers, there wasn't built in, like, oil prices rising again scenario. That wasn't built into any of this. They'll say it's Putin's fault. This one you can look and say the Saudis, you guys are playing a huge, huge huge part in this, but we've played the biggest part by going, we'll just buy everybody else's oil. That'll be okay. We'll produce a little here and there. 
So you couple the fact that we've got a supply chain issue, which we've had, China's a big problem with that, and several other things, and then you couple the fact that we did a ridiculous $1.9 trillion spending March of last year that has supercharged a lot of this. We're headed for a nightmare. A nightmare. And when you dig inside these numbers, when you strip out food and energy, that core inflation, annual core inflation, 6.6%, that is the highest since 1982. So that is a fresh 40-year high for core inflation and month-over-month core inflation, 0.6%. Overall inflation, you can see on a line chart how it's off the worst levels uh, that we'd seen earlier this year. First of all, who strips out those things? But I know what they're doing, and economists look at certain things in a certain way, but stuff is through the roof. If you're a Republican, you have every opportunity now, 25 days away, to make a case of why you're the better candidate, to state that case in facts, and to prove those facts based on the fact that life is far more expensive and people are frustrated. We took a look at some everyday items. Right now, it costs the average household $445 more a month to pay for things like rent, medical care, daycare expenses. When it comes to food, which is a big part of the inflation picture, there we've got dairy products and coffee, each up better than 15%. Going to cost you 17% more for chicken. And look at eggs, up 37%. Of course, housing, a big part of the inflation picture as well, whether you rent or you buy, and gas prices. Yeah. Like, we, we it's funny because economists want to strip some things out and say, well, what about... But you need food and you need shelter. You need to get from point A to point B. And when they people say, well, inflation's gone up, you know, depending on where you live. Here, it's 13.4%. Where you live, it may be 8%. But it doesn't tell the whole story. And that's the thing. If you're going to be in these races, you know, and it's struck because I look over and I'm like, I don't know if Dr. Oz is going to be able to tell the whole story the way it should be told. Luckily, Fetterman's not going to tell a good story either because he's a trust fund, baby. And don't let anybody tell you different. But Herschel Walker. Can he convey that? Tonight's going to be on stage, but it won't work. Can you convey that? Winning the Senate back. On top of that, Republicans, I look at you, and I'll tell you this now. What is your plan outside of this? Because already they're building a case against, well, you guys won everything, but now you're going to make it horrible for the American people. What is your plan for these things? The future. How are you going to incentivize companies to come back and drill, baby, drill? How are you going to get some of these things that you talk about that are too damn high? How are you going to help? You're going to cut regulation, which I'm a huge fan of. What are you going to be able to do? Those are the things that if you are Republicans, the story that you have to tell and and, and you shape is one based on facts and logic. And you come out and you just stick to the script. It's right in front of you, man. I look at it. it says, we could win. We cut win. We cut win. Can you do it, though? That's the big thing. Can you stick to the script? You've got it in front of you. The story's been painted. 
right? It's they've storyboarded out the movie for you. They've shot the film. All you have to do now is edit it up, condensed, simple, and then hit play. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Yesterday, uh, the Parkland shooter was sentenced. People are pissed. And I'm going to tell you right now, I understood why they didn't give him death. And people are like, how could they not give him death? They're upset. They're angry. Understandable. The only one who got the way to get out of this was the defendant. Yeah. Nicholas Cruz didn't get death. He got life in prison without parole. Here's one of the jurors. A juror has a hard bet. They're only going to vote one way. There's nothing else you could do. So we voted and we moved on. Yeah. And, you know, they're getting a lot of flack for that. I didn't vote that way, so I'm not happy with how it how it worked out. But everybody has the right to decide for themselves. It is a moral decision on their own. And if some of the jurors just felt that way. Yeah. And they're shocked. Even uh, DeSantis came out and talked about it. Uh, I think that uh, if you have a death penalty at all, uh, that that is a case where you're massacring those students with premeditation uh, and utter disregard for basic humanity, that you deserve the death penalty. And so the jurors came back. Apparently it was 11 to 1 with one holdout refusing to authorize uh, the ultimate punishment. I just don't think anything else is appropriate uh, except the capital sentence in this case. And so I was very disappointed to see that. I'm also disappointed that we're four and a half years after these killings and we're just now getting this. Nevertheless, uh, we are where we are today, but it is disappointing nonetheless. Whether it was one or it was several, somebody didn't want to do it. And I think they looked over and they said to themselves what he did was heinous and vile but they looked over and they saw a kid still they looked over and saw a kid that's that's what they saw and parents have every right to be absolutely pissed and they should be and they are i'm disgusted with our legal system I'm disgusted with those jurors. I'm disgusted with the system. The, the system worked in the sense that he's in jail for the rest of his life. He is, you know, they, the, and that's a doctor right there whose child was killed who also said, look, he has mental problems, uh, which should not be a, a, a pass. But somebody looked over and saw a kid, a kid who did something heinous. And that's, you know, if this if this is a person who is six foot three, bearded and angry, you get a different reaction, I think. But you look over and you see somebody who, you know, should be that still looks like they should be in high school. Even though the act that they committed was heinous. And you're like, yeah, I could see that. Do I think he should have got the death penalty? I wasn't a juror. I don't think the death penalty works the way that people think. And for, for you know, I'm still shocked that he didn't go out in a blaze of glory.
But yeah, do I think I should have got the death penalty if I was on that jury? Yeah, there's no doubt. I would have probably said, yeah, there's no reason to keep him around. You vote for the death penalty and realize that he'll die of old age before it ever gets there. Although it is Florida and they tend to kind of stuff is there's an there, there's an, you know, an ex, they kind of express lane somewhat. More so than somebody else. But yeah, he, he you know, I think he should have got it. He didn't. Sad, sad that those kids had to die. And sad that this guy's going to sit the rest of his life in prison. And is that punishment enough? Is it? And for parents, you know, if you don't go through something like that, it's hard to say. I'm sure there were some parents that didn't want it, but I think vast majority of people wanted it. But those jurors decided no. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Uh, love hearing from all of you. I was just reading the story about uh, Mike Lindell was in San Francisco or up in Eureka. He took a picture with somebody at a restaurant. Trace Chili's uh, Picoso. And uh, they posted a picture. You know, they didn't know. Who, they just thought he was the MyPillow guy. They had no idea who or what he is politically or whatever. And apparently now everybody's threatening to never come to their business again and blah, blah. It's just... And the, and the owner's like, eh, who cares what somebody's political thing is? You know, why are you holding it against me? He goes, I just thought that he makes good pillows and homeware items. It's just, but that's where we are. That's where we are. Good God. 323-538-2423. At Jeb Benson Show is your Twitter. Speaking of my pillow, right now, would you like to get a great deal on the per kale bed sheets? Normally, 90 bucks. Yours, $40 right now. By going to mypillow.com slash Benson. 250 thread count, 60 money back guarantee, queen and king size, pillowcases, the whole nine yards. Breathable, comfort, and amazing to sleep in. You're going to love these. And like I say, sale of the year. Normally, 90 bucks. Yours for $40. They get deep discounts on all MyPillow products from the MyPillow itself to the uh, mattress topper, which is my ultimate favorite. Somebody asked me, I said, those pillows really good? I said, I love the pillows, but I said, to me, my favorite thing is the mattress topper. But deep discounts on everything right now, and the sale of the year on the Percale bed sheets. Normally, $90, yours for 40 Go to MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where independent a la carte thinkers have a seat at the table and a voice in the dialogue. I'll have what she's having. This is Chad Benson. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? What's trending on the old internet? Let's find out. Start somewhere new today. We'll start with Yahoo. John Fetterman trending right now, number one. Emily Ratajkowski, I probably said it wrong, number two. Amazon Prime. Don Munn. Just a few of the things. Carson Wentz won last night. The old Commanders. Commandos? I don't know. It's a horrible name. Whatever it is. Head on over to Google. Bears 
fall to the commanders. That's what it is. Says so right there. Uh, Astros yesterday. Halloween ends. The reviews are out. And uh, spoiler alert. Many people writing reviews say, yeah, it doesn't end. <laughs> Not a shocker. <gasps> Nicholas Cruz, who we were just talking about, uh, the Parkland shooter, was sentenced yesterday. That is trending. Man United versus Omanoia. Or I don't know what the hell the name is. Some uh, Cypriot team, I think it was, yesterday in the UEFA League of something. They won, and I'm very sad, Man United. You've shamed me. Shamed me. CPI trending yesterday. Nicki Minaj upset. Because apparently they moved Super Freaky Girl from rap to pop. North Carolina shooting. If you haven't heard, there was a shooting in North Carolina. It's funny. There's, it's, it's, a ma- it's not funny that there was a shooting, but the, it's a mass shooting. No, it was a murder spree. Somebody had to walk into a single area. It was a two-mile person who was a 15-year-old that seemed to be hunting humans. 15, by the way, just to let you know. 15. Head over to... The magical world of Twitter. Uh, Grammys, number one trending thing. Van Gogh, we talked about it earlier today. Some idiots in London took a bunch, two cans of uh, tomato soup and threw it on Van Gogh's famous sunflower painting, valued at $72 million. Luckily, there was already glass on it, but the frame is damaged. And they glued themselves to the wall because they're idiots. Idiots. National Dessert Day. Fantastic. It's fantastic indeed. Oh, man, I love dessert. Do you, Chad? No, I like donuts. I'm not a big fan of chocolates and sweet things. I like donuts. I like donuts, kids. Just letting you guys know that. Some other stuff that's trending today. Uh, 1975 has a new album, Warhol, because of his painting. More on uh, the, the shooting in North Carolina that cost five people their lives, including an off-duty officer. And the L.A. City Council is trending again because they couldn't get business done yet again. We're going to talk about that. Jim Kennedy, Kennedy Institute of Public Policy Research, is going to join us. Talk about what the hell happened in L.A. Because he's out there. And how ugly it is. It's become an issue uh, that even the president has been talking about. Talk about that straight ahead and much more. Chad Benson, Joe. Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. A lot of stuff to talk about politically, nationwide. We're going to get to some of that. But first, something that everybody should pay attention to, because what goes on behind closed doors, the people be surprised about. And, of course, L.A. City Council, Nuri Martinez, uh, something got leaked. It was a tape. It wasn't just her, though. There were some heavy, heavy hitters in the world of California politics that shape a lot of it that were on the tape as well. And that includes uh, elected representatives as well as union members. Joining us now is Jim Kennedy, Kennedy Institute of Public Policy Research. So, Jim, they're not getting anything done at the L.A. City Council. This has gotten to the point where the president was out there. He's been weighing in on it, as has many other people. 
But this is an ugly situation that is people are staring at going, whoa, whoa, whoa. And by the way, it hurts the whole BIPOC thing really bad because what do you mean we're not all in this together? Nope. Guess what? Human nature is uh, we're going to do the best for ourselves, apparently. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they are not. Definitely. It is not a a coalition of all of the races of equality and uh, diversity in Los Angeles right now. Yeah, we've got three members of the L.A. City Council who, by the way, make two hundred seven thousand dollars each. It is they are the highest paid um, uh, council members in the country. There's 15 districts. Now, to give you an idea of the political makeup of it. It's a nonpartisan seat, but there are 14 registered Democrats and one registered independent. So it is pretty much a Democrat-run city. There are no Republicans. The one independent was a Republican, but figured he could not get elected there if he was a Republican. So he became an independent. That's how he won the seat. Now, to start with a little bit more background is also there have been two um, council people who have recently had to leave for corruption in the last two years. And that one independent actually won one of those seats, which is up in the far northwest end of the San Fernando Valley around the boundaries of the city of Los Angeles. So it's it's a mess. The three people involved, I believe you mentioned before, are Nuri Martinez, Kevin DeLeon, Gil, Gil Cicito. Nuri Martinez was the president of the council. She has resigned as both positions. Kevin DeLeon is still trying to hang on, as is Gil Cedillo. Um, as of as of this morning, DeLeon De is pretty well known in California politics. He's been virtually tried to he's either tried to run for everything or has been elected to everything. He was a former pro tem uh, speaker or pro tem of the pre, of the uh, Senate. He's been in the assembly. Both of those he's termed out of for because of term limits. He's on the city council. He ran for the Senate, uh, California Senate against Feinstein and lost. He ran against um, he tried to run for mayor this year and lost again. He's not in the runoff with Karen Bass. Um, so he's been very well known. Whether this will be the end of his political life or not, will be curious. So, yeah, it, it's a mess. It is a mess. And so uh, it's ugly. It's nasty. Uh, but it sh- the, the thing that, first of all, we talk about the race thing, right, which was horrible mm-hmm. going after Bonin. And Bonin is uh, what they said was was abhorrent and, and, and vile about his child. That being said, he's he's awful at his job, too, being a councilman. But that he didn't deserve any of that. And he did his kid. But the redistricting side of things, and this is where everybody out there listening right now, pay attention to what goes on in your state and your county because it matters. Because these people use their power to push themselves into positions where they are always in power. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing that's been interesting is this really breaks down. We're talking about why this isn't a very, you know, you know, um, kumbaya group when it comes to all the races. This is basically a Hispanic versus black, gay and Asian issue. The Hispanics and on the three, the three, three people we were talking about were sitting with the L.A. County Federation of Labor. And Ron Herrera, who is the head of that, who has stepped down because he was on this tape, he went. They were basically trying to figure out how they're going to carve up the, the uh, districts to have more Hispanic representation. African Americans make up a, currently about seven and a half or eight percent of the city of L.A., but they have at least two districts and have influence in others, which on a percentage basis with the 15 districts in the in the city are basically technically overrepresented by the, by, you know, if you want to do it on a pure percentage basis, Hispanics who make up a majority of the actual city 
only you know have a majority of the seats, but not the actual representation you would think they would have if you broke it purely up on a demographic basis. And that is what they're trying to do. They're trying to gain more Hispanic seats along with right what they called assets, meaning things like Van Nuys Airport specifically mentioned, USC was specifically mentioned as those are considered to be very valuable when it comes to fundraising, and they can basically win money for these for these assets, and they can think that they can gain more uh, fundraising and more political capital by basically having these things in their districts. So they were basically working on a way to say that we were going to basically cut out the blacks and the gays and the or the, the LBGT and the Asians, um, who actually don't really have a concentrated area because they live all over the area because they're not just basically in one specific district in Los Angeles. So, um, yeah, it's basically them all trying to basically carve, carve out each other's uh, districts for their own benefit. It's sad. It's sad indeed. Uh, talking to uh, Jim Kennedy, Kennedy Institute of Public Policy Research. Uh, they're looking into it, right? If I'm correct, I think the AG said uh, we're going to look into this because the you know, this and, and when we talk about race so many times in life. We talk about bigotry. You know, somebody is like somebody because of whatever reason uh, nowadays, you know, which is it's everybody's looking for a boogeyman. But this is using your power to empower yourself based on your race to keep down others that's the the clear definition of what racism is and now they're looking at was there crimes committed here because this thing was there for a year why did nobody release it earlier that's a very good question that nobody yet has the answers to yet it could very well be because the elections are right around the corner they're saving it for when it'd be most influential and when it have most impact um it was released on reddit um, about uh, two or three weeks ago, and has basically been bubbling up since then. Um, yeah, they talked about Mike Bonin again. He's unfortunate. You know, it's unfortunate what happened to him. It, it, it's not very fair to his child, obviously, at all. It, you know, it's horrible. He is not a character that is that basically is hard to is hard to be sympathetic for. Um, he's done a lot of really dumb things over his time in um, in in office, including this thing called the Road Diet where basically he's been taking away lanes of cars because they want to get cars off the road in L.A. And I'm giving more room to bikes and creating huge traffic jams and it created outrage to the point that he was actually on a recall list. People were trying to recall him. They were so irritated at what he was doing. And he's backed off a lot of it because he's, you know, he understands the, the, the political power being lost when people are that pissed off at, at what you're trying to do. But, yeah, it is a power grab. Rob Bonta, who is the state attorney general, is going to look into it. Um, the interesting point so far, though, is that it's been everybody has spoke out against it. Like you said, even the White House has had comments on it and, and, and they're disgusted at it. Gavin Newsom has not been heard from. No one's really sure why Gavin has it anything. We know that Gavin is still around. He hasn't in hiding anymore. Uh, but we don't really know why he hasn't spoken out on this. Um, he's worked with De, De Leon quite a bit because they're both, you know, uh, policymakers in Sacramento. Uh, Gil Cedillo, I believe, also had a stint in the assembly before being on the city council. Nuri Martinez is not. Um, so it's interesting why Gavin hasn't spoken out on this yet. Um, he is running for re-election. He will probably win by a pretty handy 60-40 margin, but he has not spoken out on this, and no one's really sure exactly why yet. It's crazy. Jim Kennedy, Kennedy Institute of Public Policy Research. All right, let's get to the national stuff. Uh, last we spoke about a month ago, you said, look, it should be an 18-plus seat win for the Republicans. They were really struggling, maybe win by six or eight in the House. Now it feels like they're picking up some steam Am I reading the room correctly on that? Well, it looks like it. But, you know, a lot of these races, especially as you've talked about the House, are really tossed or a lot of them are tossed up. There are 31 toss up races 
right now now the as of right now the based upon the seats that that the Dem, the republicans uh, look like they're going to pick up they've picked up approximately they're going to pick up approximately eight seats when you take out the toss-ups like i said though there's 31 toss-ups if you were talking about splitting the toss-ups right now you'd probably be talking about 18 to 20 seat margin in the house come january 3rd but again you know a lot of these seats are, are very tight uh, not a lot of polling in some of these, so it's really hard to determine exactly where they are. And there's going to be a huge influx of money in a lot of these seats to basically, you know, make a difference. Um, I know that they're, you know, they've they've thrown five hundred thousand dollars into one seat in California for basically to try to um, help out some of the Republican incumbents. So California, it could be a it could be a key location for the for the races because of the dislike of Trump here that is um, quite high compared to many other states in the country. So they're basically trying to run, even, even I've seen on assembly races in California, they're trying to run people, they're, they're trying to basically label their, their Republican candidates as Trump megas so that they will basically, the, 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 the hate for Trump will basically influence the vote. That's crazy. Talking to Jim Kennedy, Kennedy Institute of Public Policy Research. Uh, all right, Jim, tonight, though, let's look at the Senate. The Senate is the one that I think people are going, OK, the Republicans are probably going to win the House. I think everybody kind mm-hmm. of feels that way. The Senate, though, is a it's a bit of a toss up at this moment in time. And one minute it feels like it, it, they're going to hold on to it. The next minute it feels like it's slipping away. Tonight, we got a big one in uh, Georgia. It's the I, I don't know how many times they can debate. Maybe the only time you got Herschel Walker, who is reeling from, well, stuff that, quite frankly, was his own doing. Uh, what does that look like? Because in any other time, I think it's over. But Herschel Walker and Georgia, it's just a different place. No, it is. And, um, it, you know, it's, it's a slightly red state these days. It's not nearly as red as it used to be. Warnock is not a great candidate. Yeah, if, if the Republicans had run somebody competent, they should be up five or seven points. They've run Mr. Walker, unfortunately, who has you know had a lot number of self-inflicted problems. He's even wound up lying to his own staff, which isn't going to be helpful, and really kind of you know kind of demoralizes the staff because they don't know what else is out there that could come out to, to to get them. But yes, with the debate tonight, that is certainly going to be interesting. I would certainly get the popcorn out if you're able to watch it, either stream it or watch it on C-SPAN or whatever it's going to be on, uh, because it will certainly be entertaining. You have two people that are not necessarily the best at doing this. Um, it'll be, and it definitely will be interesting. Right now, it's a Warnock probably plus three to plus five. Um, so Walker's got something to overcome. I'm sure they're going to pour a lot of dollars into that race to basically get that one because that could be the one that turns the Senate either uh, red or blue or retains it in a 50-50 toss-up that basically means it's blue because of the vice presidential vote on breaking ties. Uh, last question, talking to Jim Kennedy, Kennedy Institute, Public Policy Research, uh, follow Matt Righty, Jim. All right, Jim, uh, Oz versus Fetterman, uh, not great candidates, period, uh, but they're going to face off. It looked like it was going to be Fetterman's win easy. The stroke hasn't helped. More is coming out about Fetterman, too, being the fact that he lived off his mom and dad uh, basically his entire life and that he is a lot more show in front of the camera than actual doing. Where's this going? Yeah, this one is um, it's 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 a similar dumpster fire to Georgia. It's a little bit more entertaining, though, I think. Uh, George is kind of one you just don't really want to talk about, but, but this one is really kind of entertaining. Either candidate or e- either party runs a good candidate and they win by five or 10 points. 
But this one is a mess. Uh, every time there's something bad on Fetterman, there's something bad on Oz that comes out. There's been more October surprises than a stripper jumping out of a birthday cake at my birthday party, I think. It's just absolutely crazy. Um, the debate though, has been held, I believe it's going to be the 25th. And yeah. because ballots already dropped um, either this week or uh, last week in Ohio, they're figuring probably between two-thirds and three-quarters of the people will have already voted by the time this debate happens. So it's, so its impact is going to be significantly less than one would think it's going to be because it could very well be decided by then. The key votes could have been cast. I'm guessing although probably the independents are going to be holding out or those that are unsure because right now there's about an, in, there's about an 8% um, undecided total going on in the state. Uh, Fetterman is up plus two, but that race is tightening because all of his health stuff is coming out slowly. And yeah, I believe there's also something a couple of weeks ago about they released his schedule when he was lieutenant governor of the state. And basically he worked about 12 hours a week on that job yeah. and nobody knows what else he was doing the rest of the time. No. So he wasn't do putting in a, yeah, I, I well, he, he read the teleprompter. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. doesn't do anything. He, he didn't do anything and he's lived off mom and dad his entire life. And he worked 12 hours a week, rarely showed up for his gig, but did show up role hearings, but wouldn't show up at his gig. And people have serious questions about a lot of it. And it's understandable. Chip Kennedy, yeah. Kennedy Institute of Public Policy Research. Always good to have you on my man. You go have yourself a good day and a, re a great weekend. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Chad. Hey, one quick thing. Everybody yeah. watch the Oregon governor's race a republican may win the governorship in oregon just everyone watch it's that. betsy johnson right she's up by a few i have a feeling yeah she's gonna pull that out i mean they're so desperate yeah. biden's there today yeah yeah because they're really people are really fed up in, in oregon right now with with the crime yeah absolutely right on my man thanks so much thanks at chad benson show twitter c-h-a-d-b-e-n-s-o-n love hearing from all of you rough greens r-u-f-f-greens.com slash chad go get a free bag of rough greens right now for you Go look at the reviews. Go look and see what people say. It's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. It is amazing for your dog. You sprinkle it on top of your dog's food. Don't change anything. You watch what happens. If your dog's lethargic, maybe they've got skin and, and, and problems. Maybe they've got digestive problems, the hips, joint pain. You watch what happens. This stuff is amazing. It's worked wonders for my dogs, for my mother's dogs. And my dogs are tiny. My mother's dogs are huge. It's worked wonders for both. The dogs love the taste. And it's simple to use. You sprinkle it on top. Get a free bag now. Cover the cost of shipping. RUFFgreens.com slash chat. Roughgreens.com slash chat. A free bag for you. It costs you a couple bucks to get the shipping. And the bag is yours for free. Put them to the test. Roughgreens.com slash chat. Chad Benson Show. States? Uh, no. Deep doo-doo? Yeah. The Chad Benson Show. Security? Security? That are two idiots who have uh, glued themselves to the wall after throwing two tomato soup onto a Van Gogh picture valued at $72 million because they're worried about climate change. <sighs> Insane, right? Insane. Because it's a cult. New Zealand's going to fix it, though. And we end tonight's show with a story from New Zealand. It is trying to combat climate change. How? By taxing burps. New Zealand is taxing cattle burps. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern wants to make farmers pay for their burpy animals. A draft law was drawn up earlier this week. It says farmers will have to pay for the gas emitted from their farms. 
Wait, what? Yeah, burps. Your cows farting and burping, we're going to start doing that. When cows burp, they emit methane. A single dairy cow produces 130 gallons of methane every day. How many cows are there around the world? Some 1.5 billion. Together, their burps contribute to 14% of global methane emission. That's quite an environmental nuisance. It is, completely. But they're so tasty, right? But that's what they want to do. That's right. They want to uh, tax farmers their burps. I keep going back. You know where the solution is? Let's find food that is better for the cows that they can eat that when they fart and burp, it is not so damaging to the climate. So we have people that don't staple themselves to the floor, whatever the hell these idiots did in London. New Zealand's law comes into effect from 2025, but will it work and how will it work? How will it calculate which farm is emitting how much methane? At what rate will farmers be taxed? Like a dollar per burp? Yeah, it's all fair questions, right? No, it's not. It's it, let's punish and that's what we do. And we'll go out there and that's what we're going to do. And how are you going to, again, how are you going to measure this? Please tell me how you measure this. There's insanity. That's a cult of craziness. And in doing this are the other countries that are huge admitters of of all the bad things. Are they doing stuff? No, but they did sign something that said that they would. Nice. Yeah, you get it. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, and all the other good stuff. Miss the show. Grab the podcast, Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson it's a big night in uh, debate land you got walker and warnock are gonna face off tonight it's gonna be super interesting you know to see how walker can handle a lot of this stuff and whether or not warnock is is gonna hit him with some of the abortion stuff or just let it stay out there he's had opportunities before uh, i don't know how that's going to play itself out tonight uh, you know, and Neil Warnock is, you know, how's that play out for him, though? You know, because you're being tied to Biden and you got inflation numbers to the roof. It, it is interesting to see the way that some of these things play themselves out because y- y- you try to tie it to the current administration, right? It's, it's, ah, you're part of this. It's still at times a popular, you know, it's, a, it's, uh, you look at it, he's like, this is about being popular. It's 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 kind of what it is. That's why it's as close as it is in Georgia. I tell people that. Because at the end of the day, he's still Herschel Walker. People remember that. It's like, I can't vote for that guy, but I can. I don't like a lot of the stuff he said, and I think he's a bit all over the place. It's better than the Democrat, yeah, but at the end of the day, <laughs> he did win us a, 
then winning some stuff. <laughs> Got himself a Heisman. Even in the New York Times. Even in the New York Times, you know, the stark stylistic differences between the Polish Senator Ralph Warnock, a Democrat, and his less politically refined Republican challenger, Herschel Walker. But they do say this, the University of Georgia football great. You're like, oh. Oh. Yeah. Because they recognize the importance of that in a place. Because remember, the South, they worship football. Let's not forget that. That means something there. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. One of the things that absolutely must be a part of tonight, though, is talking about if you become a senator, right? How are you going to go in there if you're a Republican? And what do you do to help bring stuff down? How can you help in this situation with 40-year highs in inflation, Debt through the roof. How do you help? And let me tell you something. It's high. Concerning new data this morning as the U.S. looks to combat rising inflation. Consumer prices rising 0.4% in September, 8.2% year over year. Now, that's higher than many experts had predicted. These are figures that every American feels every time they go to the grocery store or to the gas station. Why does it remain so stubbornly high? That is the big question. The Fed has been raising interest rates now for months, and these numbers are still near 40-year highs. Yeah, and no matter what they try to do to choke off stuff, it doesn't seem to go the way that they would like it to go. And if you're a Republican and you're debating, right, whether you're Dr. Oz or you've got to go in there or you're Herschel Walker tonight and talk about, look, you know, this thing is overheated and it's overheated in such a way. And and, and you put me in charge. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to do everything to bring the temperature down to get things through. That will absolutely help us in a soft landing slash takeoff again in the economy. Inflation nation is where we're sitting. And the core inflation rate, which is the thing that really, and that's, that's, that's what really matters, right? A lot of this stuff is like, oh, well, it, it's this or it's that. It, it, food, gas, the things that matter, those things are high. You feel it every day. I was, you know, I, I, I thought to myself, I live far uh, away from where I work. Not just kind of far. Like, it's 130 miles round trip. I go 65 one way, 65 back. I will tell you this right now. With where gas is. So when I moved here, part of the reasons I live where I live, let me give you guys a snapshot if you're new to the show, right? Friends in San Diego, uh, soon to be my friends out there in Dallas. It, 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 I live partially where I live because my mother-in-law lives out there. Uh, my, when my wife and I got married, she already had a house out there. But the other side of it is, is I have animals. I have exotic animals, large reptiles. And I'm not talking about, oh, you got, like a, you got a bearded dragon. I have massive animals. My biggest is Norm. Normie is going on seven feet. Oh, that's a big snake. He's a lizard. I have longer, bigger snakes, but as far as... So I need room and stuff like that. I'm a weird cat. I've always been that way. I like dinosaurs as kids and stuff like that. That being said, when I moved out here, it was like a dollar ninety for gas. Wasn't a big deal. This year, I'll probably spend close to eight or nine thousand dollars 
if not more, for gas. You notice things like that a lot more. Our grocery bill, last time we went, now I've got my two stepdaughters, my daughter that live with us, my wife and I, and our mother-in-law. She doesn't eat a lot, though, so we're good. Uh, our bill was almost $1,000. We're going shopping again this weekend. That bill, two years ago, 600 bucks. Yeah. That's, you feel that. And to say you don't feel that, even if you make decent money, would be an absolute lie. Inflation is up and the rates are going to be higher, which also puts more pressure on our debt. You see where this is going? If you're a Republican, how do you frame it where this is what I'm about? I'm about doing everything I can to fight inflation and not pass some half-ass bill that's meant to save the planet but won't do a damn thing, but put money in pockets of people who are pushing a green agenda. And at the end of this... Never it really decreased inflation at all. Just put more pressure on people. And when you dig inside these numbers, when you strip out food and energy, that core inflation, annual core inflation, 6.6%, that is the highest since 1982. So that is a fresh 40-year high for core inflation and month-over-month core inflation, 0.6%. Overall inflation, you can see on a line chart how it's off the worst levels uh, that we'd seen earlier this year. Yeah, but it's still, people are feeling it. And that 6.6%, that was up big time. And then you look around and you say, when is it going to? When is it going to end? Is it going to? Is it not going to? And it it is the frustration level I'm I'm feeling every single day from people is tremendous. I've got a couple friends that work here. And uh, they love radio. But they've both told me in the last 10 days, they're they're going to go do something else, something closer to their home. They just it's it's becoming un, uh, ridiculous. Can't afford it. It's not worth it at this point in time. It's frustrating. It really, really is, and I feel it every single one of you. And when you have everything going up, let me tell you something: the nightmare is real, and you and I both know it. And if you're the Republicans and you stay in a lane, and the lane is the economy, go look at every poll. It's the economy. Go look at every single person that you talk to outside of somebody who's a single issue voter and no matter who's president no matter how good or bad the economy is it's the only issue they care about you take those people out of the equation it's the economy 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 323-538-2423 at chad benson show is your twitter tweet at us text the program uh it's funny because i mean you know like i love listening chris hayes you guys know he's on msnbc he looks like a I always look at him and I thought, man, you look like the caterpillar from the Bucks movie. <laughs> I feel confident in predicting that if Republicans win control of one or both houses of Congress, they will do everything in their power to sabotage the economy, to best set them up to retake the White House in 2024. That's what you think? Well, well so let me ask you this, Chris. All right. You just heard how, how things are going through the roof, right? <laughs> you heard that. Do you think that the Democrats are sabotaging the economy now so they could get the Republicans to come in and sabotage the economy later? 
so they could, I, I'm curious, just asking the question for a friend. Oh, my Lord. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the uh, program. I love hearing from every single one of you. A lot of stuff to get into today. Uh, but again, the economy is the biggest. So debates tonight. Uh, more fallout from that. Uh, uh, I want to touch on a little bit more fallout with the story with Fetterman. And we didn't really get to it the other day because we got into so much stuff. But I find it fascinating now that the want to the media's want to see Fetterman beat Oz is so great that the the woman who did the interview, <laughs> the MSC, MSNBC reporter, she's being attacked by uh, you know MSNBC and everybody else for how dare you question stuff. Plus, was there a quid pro quo? You guys haven't heard about this. Touched on it throughout the show today. Did Biden quid pro quo the Saudis to try to get another month out of them pumping a little bit more so we could potentially save the midterms? Ah. A lot of stuff still to get to this hour, plus a little sound salad maybe, if you're nice, and the psychology of horror, and the finances as well, because I don't think you guys understand the finances in the horror movie world are tremendous when you think about a lot of other things that we see in the entertainment industry. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Do love hearing from you. Lear Capital, we're just talking about inflation. How do you do it? You sprinkle the money you have into other things. And you look at things like precious metals, gold, silver, coins, things of that nature. Lear wants to educate you on what they do at Lear Capital. And you can go to L-E-A-R-C-H-A-D, Lear Chad, to check out what they do. But when you sprinkle these things around, you find areas where, you know what, these things help in inflationary times, and that's gold, silver, precious metals. Right now, I want you to just sit down and, and, and have a chat with them. You go to Lear Chad, they're going to send you out an investor kit. They're going to give you a free, free 50-cent silver Kennedy half dollar right to you. No obligation. And then they want to educate you on what they do and how they're different than so many others out there. 25 years in the business, a quarter of a century, and a trust pilot rating that is through the roof. Go to Lear Chad to get information. L-E-A-R-C-H-A-D. Lear Chad. Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. They started out by saying he's a human being. They mentioned the fact that, you know, his mother drank while she was pregnant. There were so many of them listed. I I still did not think that they would say that the aggravating factors did not outweigh uh, the mitigating. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, Parkland verdict, uh, which we already knew was a, you know, he had essentially uh, admitted guilt to the horrific shootings but he's going to spend the rest of his life behind bars with no chance of parole. Uh, it's you know they talked about the fact was there was there you know was there mental illness involved? He had antisocial personality disorder, amongst others, oppositional defiant disorder. But it doesn't give him the right to go and kill seventeen children, uh, seventeen people. And I'm sorry, th- this is just not okay. Yeah, people are pissed and angry, and he had a lot of problems, you know. I mean, the guy did. That being said, uh, what he did was heinous. And the fact that they're not going to put him to death, which we know would take 
50 years anyways. It still shocks me because it's Florida. And Florida usually has a rotating, you know, uh, uh, you know, they got the old, not old Sparky, but they got, you know, the electric chair. And they, they're one of those states where you like, you can count on them to like, execute a few people. What were you thinking? This isn't about your personal beliefs. It's not about your religious values. It's about the heinous crime that was committed. I'll tell you what they were thinking right now. I'm going to tell you 100% what they were thinking. You guys ready for this? They saw a kid. They saw a kid who did something bad. They saw a kid who they looked at and thought, that kid is troubled, but he's a kid. And that's what they saw. He's a kid. And that, for a lot of people, I think on that jury is what they saw. They looked over and they saw somebody who still looks like he's 15, that he should be, you know, awkwardly asking out a a, a girl to the prom, not a killer. You don't have to like it, but that's what they saw. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. So yesterday we touched on the old, uh, how much money uh, uh, Ali Show's got to pay. Uh, you, know, you get a million and you get a million and you get a billion. It's a billion dollars. He's never going to pay that on top of whatever. He's already lost like the 50 million and other, and there's still plenty more to come. Uh, and I said, you know, talking about it, you're going to get the, the, the craziest, man. I got a bunch of them. Just It was hilarious. DMing me, sending me stuff. And I, I get you fine, whatever. I mean, first of all, you guys do understand it was a charade, right? He's it, none of it's real. None of what he was saying was real. None of what he was saying was real. And he knew it early on. This isn't about his right to say something. That is protected. It was the knowing it's not real, then telling everybody that it is real and that these people are perpetrating things and destroying their lives on top of the fact that their lives are destroyed because their kids are dead. That's the issue. Right there. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show's Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Coming up, we're going to talk a little horror. Ooh, I like it, Chad. Why? Because A, I love horror movies, and B, I'm going to say this. It's, uh, it's interesting. The psychology and science of why we dig horror movies. It's, it's interesting because there is a psychology to it. There is a science to it. And for Hollywood, it's a money-making endeavor like you could not believe. When you go look at the most, how should they say this, the, the movies that have done the best when it comes to box office versus expenditure, most people would be shocked to find out a vast majority, a giant I mean, a huge, a vast majority of those movies are horror movies. And there's a reason for that. Because we continue to see him. And I'm always fascinated as why we like it. There's something adrenaline rushing fun about being scared. We'll talk about that. A lot of other stuff to get to. Some quick pro quo. Did it happen with Saudi Arabia and Biden? 
Got some interesting stuff there. A lot of good stuff, kids. Man, it's a Friday. Smile, everybody. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Debates tonight. Debates coming up. We're getting closer and closer to midterms. Uh, October 25th, uh, Dr. Oz and Fetterman will debate in Pennsylvania. Highly anticipated debate because, A, Dr. Oz is, well, he's, he's great on TV. Let's be real. I mean, he gets it, right? You, you see a lot of these people are really slick and good. Uh, John Fetterman is the anti-everything that Dr. Oz doesn't stand for, except for the fact that he's a, he's, you know, he's a trust fund baby and uh, didn't have a real job until his, what, mid-30s or whatever. And that job wasn't even a real job. He was, a, he was the mayor of a small town. I mean, a small, think of Mayberry <laughs> and then running it into the ground even more. But... Uh, he sat down with uh, uh, and did an interview earlier. And of course, if you guys don't know, he's six foot eight, right? He's this big guy. He's got this persona. He's got the hoodie and he wears shorts and he's all tatted up, whatever. Normally I go, that's cool, but I feel like it's all made up, right? Kind of like the Duck Dynasty guys or, or somebody like that. That being said, he had a stroke, if you guys didn't know. And it's definitely affected him. And it's going to be interesting because at least he agreed to a debate, which is more than what I could say for the uh, governor's race out here in Arizona, where the Democrat won't debate uh, the the Republican, probably for a good reason. Uh, but this is interview. So they do the interview, right? You know, the whole it's it's a struggle. A lot of these things because he gets lost. He goes all over the place. But. The interesting thing is the reporter was very honest about the entire way the interview was conducted. This is, as you mentioned, the first time that Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman has sat down in person. Uh, We had a monitor set up so that he could read my questions because he still has lingering auditory processing issues as a result of the stroke, which means he has a hard time understanding what he's hearing. It's everything. It changes everything. Everything about it has changed. Basically having a conversation with your wife to having a conversation with your children, just you know, things, uh, especially early after the stroke. Yeah. Now, I don't, I'm going to say this right now. I've known several people who've had strokes. Some of them recovered rather quickly. Others, because it took a long time to get there. In fact, uh, two, two, three years ago, uh, the, out here where I am, the station, uh, early in the morning, our traffic guy had a stroke. He's back on the air now. You would never know. But it took him a while to get there. And he had these kind of issues where, you know, auditory wise, he just didn't quite get it. But she talks about this, right? You know, hey, we had to do this. and It was auditory. We had to, you know, he doesn't get it. He struggles. He loses, you know, and so he's got to read this stuff. She got absolutely destroyed for being honest (laughs) by all kinds of people. In the media. It was insane to watch them. And that's how important it is for some of these people to push as hard as they can. Because, oh, my God, 
What if we lose the midterms? What if we do that? You're not even trying to hide your biases anymore, and we know that you've been biased for decades. Um, The ability to really understand exactly what I'm being heard is, but it gets much, much better where I I take in a lot. But to be precise, I use captioning. So that's really the major major, uh, challenge. And every now and then I'll miss a word every now and then, uh, or sometimes I'll maybe mush two words together. But... uh, as soon as I have captioning, I'm able to understand exactly what's being asked. Again, it sucks because it, it, it robs you of so many things. And, and for a lot of people, you're in there, but putting it together in the puzzle. And it's fair that you find out the, the records of stuff. It's fair that you find out those things. That being said... The fact that you pointed this out and you were honest that, look, he struggles with these kind of things. Your whole job is to report stuff. And as a voter, you want to know, right? You want to know that there are issues that maybe this person can't handle the job, at least not at this moment. I don't know if he can or can't. I mean, he may get the job and he may not be very good at it. I don't think he will, looking at his politics. He should have been a uh, parole board member. Or he could parole everybody because he shows up for that. Didn't show up for anything else. But it's a fair question. And the fact that she pointed out, like, hey, hey, we had to put up closed captioning, you know, kind of thing for him so he could read. Oh, my God. And then people had to come out. I talked to him the other day. He was like talking to somebody who speaks only the Queen's English. Settle down there. My God. People are nuts. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Uh, Biden in Portland this weekend uh, trying to save Oregon for the Democrats. Here's a deep blue state. The, people always ask, can, can, can a state get to a point where like, all right, we've had enough. We've had enough. Please, Jesus, no more. We might be getting there, I think. We might be getting there. In some places. So Oregon is going, you know, again, deep blue, progressive, homeless, all the stuff you would think, right? The wacky craziness, you know, that goes on there. Atifa, all that. Guess what? Betsy Johnson is in the lead for the governor's race, right? And so Tina Kotek is who they're going, and he's going to go out there and try to do everything he can to prop it up. It's a kind of a pick depending on the polls. She's up by a few, uh, or it's a pick The reality is, is Betsy Johnson, who was a Democrat, was a Republican, she is charging forward, because I think a lot of people are sick and tired of the nonsense. You know, California was that way for a while, and you've seen it in a lot of other states where the, the state legislator may be blue or red, but they're not afraid to have a governor that is of the other party almost for balance and then it gets to a point where it goes the you know other direction and it's out of control you're like oh god what's gonna happen uh i i I, it would be interesting if she could pull it off it would absolutely be interesting and i think she's got a chance there's no doubt about that uh you know but don't get too excited because i've seen it before where everybody gets excited thinking there's an opportunity coming that something may change But, yeah, you know, when you go so far in one direction, there is always a time when people go, it's almost like a spell. Like, what happened? Oh, we can't allow this anymore. We'll find out. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show, your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. I love horror movies. You guys know that. Love horror movies. Well, 
big one coming out this weekend, Halloween. Called Halloween Ends. I don't know how much it's really going to end. But Halloween Ends is coming out this weekend. And the box office prediction, I will tell you this right now. Let me give you, uh, uh, they're changing that already. Because yesterday it was up to about 450-ish million. They're saying now they're looking at 55-plus this weekend. And the funny thing is, that includes the fact that it's also going to be on Peacock. Wow. And this is supposed to be the end, 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 end. We'll see. We love to be scared. The number- Smile. You're like, what's that? It's, it's a movie that is a small film. Again, a horror movie. Did he say? No, I said a horror or, or movie. The budget, $17 million. That includes all the stuff, the fixings, the trimmings, everything else. Right now, $105 million it's made. And continuing to make money. Because there is something about fear that we enjoy. For the past 44 years, Halloween has belonged to Michael Myers. Killed him. You can't kill the boogeyman. 12 films and four decades later, he's back for Halloween Ends. Tonight. There's science behind scary movies, too. One theory as to why we love horror, we activate psychological detachment by reminding ourselves that they are just actors. And the more popular but slightly more unnerving idea is known as the beast within theory. Could we have more in common with Mike Myers than we're comfortable admitting? Yeah. Now, here's something that's interesting, right? Uh, The second biggest streaming success story on Netflix, Jeffrey Dahmer. I was talking to my uncle about this last night. The beast within theory is real. I think people watch a lot of stuff. So always why I want to know why somebody goes out and he shoots a bunch of people or somebody, you know, does because there's a certain sense of us. It's like, could we be those people kind of thing? You know what I mean? It's, it, it's weird. And I think the beast within is right. But being scared is also something. Endorphins, everything's going crazy. There's a you're, you're in a room with a bunch of people. It's an experience that is is neat. It's the darkness. It's the unknown. It's a group um, activity that is very unique to horror. You know, talk to the screen and you don't go in there and the person goes in there. Yeah. And that's what's so awesome about it. Right? Like, ah! Two of the greatest icons of horror movie fame, Jamie Lee Curtis and Mike Myers, the, the mask. And it just persists. And you're also got an entire generation that grew up with this. Mm-hmm. And we love it. And Hollywood loves it. Like I said, here's an example of what Hollywood likes. And we'll do, we'll start our countdown next week of uh, the greatest horror movies. Top 10. I give it to you every year. Nothing. The, for years, the most successful horror movie of all time was independent movie of all time was Halloween, made for virtually nothing. And the amount of money he made was tremendous. And it spawned a franchise. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Toby Hooper made it for virtually nothing, spawned a franchise. Paranormal Activity, just to give you guys a sense, was directed by Oren Pelly. The cost to make the movie This is the cost for the entire shoot of the film. 
$15,000. He used his house. He had Katie Featherman and, and Micah Sh- uh, Sloat uh, and a few other just really no-name actors. Bloomhouse Productions had it. Then, and this is a little unique story, uh, behind it, they were going to actually, they bought the movie. And it was Spielberg's company bought one of the, the, the movie and they said, he saw it, he's like, let's not change anything. There's no reason to go reshoot this and make this a big movie or any of these ideas. And they threw another $215,000 at it. So total, $230,000 and then all of it was organic as far as it, it made $200 million. That's a return on your investment. Movies that are cheap and Bloomhouse does this more than anybody else. Let's make a movie for two two million dollars and then well then we'll make 20 million dollars and we'll rinse and repeat because people enjoy it there's a sense of oh my god that's the excitement because we don't want to be scared and at the same time god we want to be scared but we don't want to be scared but yes we do and that's why i love horror movies 323-538-2423 at chad benson shows your twitter tweet at us text the program i'm already owed one for this weekend's football, talk about that, wrap it up, straight ahead, give you all the rest of my stuff. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. People hitting me up on the text line. You can do the same, 323-538-2423. I was still looking at some of the numbers from those horror movies, but somebody said, don't forget the Blair Witch Project, which caused virtually nothing. And, and, you know, the the sensation that was that was tremendous. Uh, You're right, the amount of money it made, too. Why? Because, again, there's a certain sense of foreboding and... We know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. The adrenaline, the whole nine yards is is incredible. In fact, next week, I think my friend uh, Tamara Glenn's going to join us. She starred in one of the Halloween movies, but she's now in the, the Terrifier, which is a movie that's out now, part two. In fact, they've got warning signs that y- you may not feel good. It's scary in the whole nine yards in a lot of these theaters. It's, it's pretty interesting. But I was looking at uh, paranormal activity just to show you why horror movies are so much different financially for for movie companies the entire budget for all of the the paranormal activity movies was 28 million dollars it's made to date almost 1 billion that's a return on your investment kids i'm just letting you know speaking of stuff to do this weekend uh you know there's uh, there are movies coming out it's time for Halloween to end. Come and get me, mother. Halloween Ends is the third film in the recent trilogy and supposedly the last starring Jamie Lee Curtis. And it should have no problem topping the box office this weekend. The only movie opening wide across the country. It's also streaming on Peacock. Everybody knows Romeo Montague. Rosalind is streaming as well. The story of Romeo's first love. That's on Hulu. And Charlie Hunnam's gritty new series, Shantaram, is streaming on Apple TV+. Yeah, so uh, so Halloween has everything for this week, and it'll do well. Next week, it will face competition that it will probably lose to, uh, which is Black Adam. But uh, uh, again, 
It's that time of the year. We like horror movies. You know the time of the year it is, kids? It's the time of the year we talk a little football. Uh, week six of the NFL, baby. Full swing started last night. Washington got a win. Shame on me for picking the Bears. Shame, shame, shame. That's a loss. So far, 48, now 32-1. and one. Uh, Let's rock and roll and give you what I think is going to happen the rest of the way. Ravens, Giants take the Ravens. Jags, Colts. I'm going Colts on this one. Patriots, Brown, Patriots. Uh, Bengals, Saints, go with the Cardiac Kitties in that game. Bucks, Steelers, go with the Bucks. 49ers, Falcons, take the 49ers. Jets, Packers, do I really have to say anything? Packers on this one. Vikings, Dolphins, I'm going Vikings. Rams, Panthers, I'm going to take the Rams on this one at home. Cards, Seattle, go with the Cards because they're not playing at home. Best game of the week, period, case closed, end of story. Bills, Chiefs, go with Bills. Cowboys, Eagles, Sunday night game. I'm going Eagles. And then Monday night, Chargers, Broncos. I went Chargers. So that'll be, uh, that's a good week right there. I think it's a solid, fun week, weekend of football and Monday night. That Chiefs-Bills game is going to be awesome, I think. That should have been the Sunday night game. But instead, we're going to watch Cooper Rush and his, uh, his, 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 his undefeated streak come to an end. I will say this, though. If the Cowboys go in and win that game, which is a big if, you might be in a position where, how do you pull a guy if if Dak comes back and this guy's led you to a bunch of victories in a row and he has the hot hand. Remember how Dak got the job, right? Let's not forget that Dak got the job because Tony Romo was injured and Dak played so well that there was like, well, dude, we cannot... How do we pull this guy midstream, man? He's won like, you know, eight and nine. You know, Dak said, he's saying all the right things. He's, look, I'm happy. I don't need to return right now. They're not rushing me. Uh, but, you know, as a human being, and in football, it's one of those weird things where, in theory, you're not supposed to lose your job if you have an injury. Uh, as a human being, if you see somebody going out there and winning and winning and winning, and everything he seems to touch is kind of gold, and that was your gig, and you're injured. And you're getting ready to come back? You would have to think, I feel a little nervous about it. It's just me. That's just a human nature thing. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter. Solid fun show today, uh, as always. You guys have an amazing weekend. We'll do it again on Monday. Night-night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.